Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the only show that goes back in time to Steelers yesteryear. It's the Steelers Retro Show. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me is Tony Defio. As we go back to the year 2004 for that rookie year of Ben Roethlisberger. Tony, how are you, my friend? I am fantastic. I can't wait to, to talk about this game. What a uh, thrilling year 2004 was for that team. It really was. So last week on the Retro Show... We went back to Halloween of 2004 when the undefeated New England Patriots came into town and the Steelers halted their 21-game winning streak. So they had the same thing the very next week. It's very rare that deep into the season you have two undefeated teams at home back-to-back. The Philadelphia Eagles are coming to town. It's the Pennsylvania State Championship. And remember, the Pittsburgh Steelers never did that well against the Eagles, but thankfully – this one was in Heinz Field because when you go to whether it was Veteran Stadium and or now Lincoln Financial, that's just a tough place for Pittsburgh to play. They haven't won since 1965 there. So I was so glad that it was at Heinz Field. I was at that magical game against the Patriots that we talked about last week. I was blessed to be at this game as well. Wow. So I had better seats though. I was in the 200 level this time. I was in section 225 in the closed end zone, um, great seats. My buddy Doug gave me tickets for this game. And so I had a chance to see the Steelers and the, and the Eagles do it and do it in great fashion because you had two teams. You know, the Steelers had one loss. So the, I believe they were 6-1 and one coming into this game, um, actually 5-1. and one. And, the, and the Eagles were – either 6-0 and or 7-0, and if I'm not mistaken. They were 7-0. There you go. And so they're playing each other. They had some firepower on this team. Very tough defense, but they had Terrell Owens. <laughs> they had Donovan McNabb. They were a very good team. And the Steelers had another guy, Deuce Staley, who was a former Eagle, but he didn't play in this game. He had a great week the last week against the Patriots, but he got injured. And the Steelers were also worried because they weren't going to have Casey Hampton in this game as well, where they didn't have him the week before. Chris Hoke was there playing in his stead, and they were down two starters. And playing an undefeated team, it was, it was pretty ominous. Um, I can't even speak. It was, it was ominous going into this game. So – with that being said, let's go back. Let's set our time circuits on our black and gold DeLorean to a time when George Bush, George W. Bush, was celebrating his re-election victory over John Kerry for president of the United States of America. The hot show on TV was ABC's Lost. It was captivating couches and their inhabitants all across America. I know I was into it. Were you in the Lost? I've never seen it, but, but fortunately, I, I did become a Daniel... Uh, Day Kim fan many years later when he when he transitioned to Hawaii Five O. So. I know you love your Hawaii Five O yeah, just like yeah. I do. Right, absolutely. Um, yeah, Lost was a fantastic show. So that was uh, that was a sensation. That was a rookie sensation, and the Steelers had a rookie sensation as well. And Ben Roethlisberger, the rookie from Miami of Ohio, had won his first five starts, and he was capturing the hearts of Steelers Nation everywhere. For the first time, it seemed like forever. But in rolls Andy Reid and the gang. Welcome to November 7th, 2004, Tony. 
What a time. The Steelers wasted no time in establishing dominance in this game. They jumped on the bus. With uh, Staley being injured, he's in street clothes. The 12th year back needed to channel his younger self, and he really did. Bettis converted a fourth and one, as well as gaining 34 yards on the Steelers' opening series. Facing a third and 13 from the Philly 32, that rookie Ben Roethlisberger avoided a rush by that vaunted Eagles defense and took off for a first down of 16 yards to extend that drive. He was magic with his legs, wasn't he, Tony? Yeah, that was uh, one of the first glimpses that we got to see of, uh, of, of Big Ben. I mean, he's a, he's a big guy, 6'5". I think at, at that time he was about 250, 260, but he, he's an exceptional athlete, and he showed it on this play. And that was a very big first down because on the next play, the very next play, it was one of the most iconic plays. Actually, let's say this, one of the most iconic celebrations <laughs> in Pittsburgh Steelers history. It was uh, the cover of Sports Illustrated the next week. Heinz Ward took it on an end around for another 16 yards and the score. Heinz punctuated the TD by doing what, Tony? Doing the Eagles fly, Eagles fly, the T.O. I think, did T.O. do that that year? Was that his thing? Yep, he was flapping his arms and mocking that patented T.O. celebration in the end zone. They had a 71-yard scoring drive on the opening drive. The Steelers were off and running to an early 7-0 start. And were you thinking, Tony, that this is a new Pittsburgh Steelers, that we might be just in a – in a new time coming off the previous week and, and, and the fact that they were five and one and, and, and playing so well, I, I, at this point, I was feeling pretty darn good, but you knew what you had in Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens. Those guys were electric. And this Absolutely. is one of those games. This was a very important game here. Um, Cause it, it started to put cracks in the cement of the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's what the Steelers did. Eagles attempted to counter. It was futile as Larry foot, our good friend, number 50 sack McNabb on third down to force a three and out and a punt, which would become somewhat of a theme for that game. There were a lot of punts. It was also, it was almost deja vu for the Steelers as well. Facing third and 13. Once again, Roethlisberger converted. He flushed out of the pocket and forced a throw on the run. He found Veron Haynes across the middle for the first down. Later on the drive, Ben converted another third down. This time was only third and four, so it wasn't as bad. With a pass to Heinz Ward that he took down the left side all the way to glory and a chance to dance again. With 2.27 remaining in the first quarter, it was two touchdown lead. It was 14-0 Steelers, Tony. Where were you at this time, and how elated were you? I was watching the game with my uncle, who I watched plenty, many games with over the, over the years. So I, he, I watched a game with him yesterday, the Texans game. Or I'm sorry, on Sunday. Uh, that was a week ago. Wow, I am, I am way <laughs> – my time machine's almost up. Uh, I watched the, uh, the Titans game with him yesterday. Anyway, I was with, at his house and, and uh, feeling pretty darn good because uh, Hines did the, 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 the T.O. Eagles flap again. And – he was a great example of somebody you would probably hate if he was on another team, but he was on our team and we loved him. Living in Maryland, I know that well because everybody, he's been retired a long time and everybody's still Baltimore Ravens <laughs> fans. They put out a poll. They still hate 
Heinz Ward more than anything. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. And he was doing stuff like that and he was smiling the entire time. Yes. And we might have not loved Heinz Ward if he wasn't a Pittsburgh Steeler and not wearing black and gold. But he oh, was, absolutely. He was our smiling guy. He was <laughs> our antagonist and we absolutely loved him. After stopping the Eagles once again, Tony, the home team found the end zone on a third consecutive series. This is something we're not used to now. This was amazing. Veron Haynes caught a big ball for a gain of 26 yards to get them going. They were in scoring range once again. And here comes number seven, another touchdown target, who was really good for him this year. Not many fans remember this guy. Who caught this touchdown, Tony? Well, uh, Ben scrambled to his right and looked like he, he was going to run into the end zone like he did against the Cowboys a week earlier. Instead of that, he found Jay Reimersma, free agent pickup in the offseason. That's a maybe... good, good free agent year for them. Yeah. Reimersma, not to mention Deuce Staley. Wow, that was, that's something they don't do a lot. And he was an unheralded guy out of Michigan. He was with the Buffalo Bills. And he was blanketed by Jeremiah Trotter and still caught that ball. Trotter was all over him. And it's 21 nothing. Fly Steelers fly, Tony. That was that was a, a, a I mean, you talk about excuse me, back to back great first uh first halves for the Pittsburgh Steelers against arguably the two best teams in football or, or the, the, the two teams that were expected to make it to the Super Bowl that year and uh, uh two teams that came into Heinz Field undefeated and 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 uh the Steelers just jumped on like, like they did with the Patriots a week earlier. They jumped on the Eagles and uh, never let up. So my roommate at the time, I had a roommate. Um, she was a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. And in fact, she got me tickets to a game in Philadelphia. It wasn't Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, thank goodness, because that would have ended badly. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I was loving it. Uh, I was loving rubbing this in on her. Um, she was just a great platonic friend, but a huge a huge Eagles fan. And uh, when I got back from that game, I was like, yep. Yep. How, <laughs> how's that go? E-A-G-L-E-S. Oh, that had to be a, that had to be a tense, uh, a tense couple of days after that. <laughs> yeah. Luckily we were just good friends. So, uh, so it didn't mess up a relationship there. Um, Eagles finally got a chance to, to rally in the second quarter. But Ike Taylor, Kendrell Bell forced them to have to settle for a 33-yard David Akers field goal. On the sidelines, Owens, T.O., we talked about those cracks in the pavement. He was unhappy with his involvement. What did he start doing? He was following uh, Donovan McNabb around as McNabb had wanted nothing to do with him. He was pacing back and forth pretty darn angry at his plays of our meeting McNabb and, and T.O. was behind him saying, give me the ball. Come on, give me the ball. You know, typical. It was the, the start of yet another uh, uh, messy divorce for, uh, for Terrell Owens. And he said plenty, or he had plenty throughout his career. He was basically the Johnny Carson of uh, uh, receivers when it came to messy divorces. And that was like, <laughs> it was 49ers and it was the uh, Eagles. And it would be a few others after that. And then not, not a lot of people realize that, he left the Baltimore Ravens at the altar that year. He signed an offer sheet mm. with them as a free agent, was supposed to go to the Ravens and did not go. And it, it was this weird, uh, it was tied up in some litigation. There was the weird stuff going on, 
but he was almost a Raven that year and which I'm thankful that he wasn't because that could have been a whole different story, but he was hounding. He was incessantly hounding. He was yapping in his ear and it was just one of those things that you were like, wow, he's not going to let McNabb go. Yeah. I was, I'm sorry. I was, I was watching it going late, leave him alone. Just let him go. He doesn't want to talk to you. It was great because it was the most offensive thing that they did all day, the Eagles. <laughs> so they were really bad. On the next series with the Steelers approaching midfield, Roethlisberger launched a ball deep into double coverage. Future Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins intercepted the ball and ran it back 32 yards to give the Eagles some good field position. Here's the thing. Roethlisberger wasn't perfect as a rookie. He played well, but he threw that one into double coverage. What were you thinking with that error throw? Tony. Uh, the way the, with the, uh, I think Dawkins uh, returned to 31 yards. I think is that what you said? Um, I was feeling pretty uneasy at that point. I was thinking it was going to be a, a, um, a way for the Eagles to get back into the game. But they, they really weren't able to do anything at all with that opportunity. James Ferrier made a great open field tackle on Brian Westbrook. He was a good player too. Westbrook was after yeah. he caught the ball. It's Villanova. He went to Villanova, I believe. So he was a Philly guy for a long time. Westbrook had a lot of open field in front of him. He could have gone all the way, but Potsy's heads up tackle forced another Johnson punt. That was Lee Johnson as the first half came to a close. Tony, it's 21 nothing at this point. How are you feeling? Oh, I was I was feeling like they were totally the dominant team. They, if you look at the, the stats, first half stats, they had 227 yards, 47 for the Eagles. They dominated in time of possession, two to one. So, I mean, I was feeling pretty darn good that, that they, especially that they managed to, to, to stop the Eagles offense after the Dawkins interception. And that they did. Were they going to continue that luck in the second half? We will find out next on the Steelers Retro Show right after this. Welcome back to the Steelers Retro Show. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me, it's Tony Defio. For the second week in a row, we are going back to 2004. The Steelers are playing for the second week in a row, an undefeated NFL team. They're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the Pennsylvania State Championship game. And right now, rookie Ben Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward, they're lighting it up. It's 21-0, Tony. Yeah, it was total domination for the uh, Steelers in the first half, and it was the second second straight week that they totally dominated a Super Bowl contender uh, over the first 30 minutes of the game. They they just totally jumped on on the Eagles for 21 points, just like they did with the uh, Patriots the week before. And you know what? Speaking of the Super Bowl, these were the two teams that they beat back-to-back that would play in that Super Bowl. In Super Bowl 39, it ended up being the Patriots – and the Philadelphia Eagles. But at halftime, the Steelers welcomed their last Super Bowl champion team. The 1979 Steelers were honored for their 25th anniversary celebration at halftime. I remember being there, watching those guys, and looking down, Tony, from the 200 level where I'm watching this game, thinking, these Steelers can do this. They can do this this year. Or maybe next year. They're building to a championship with this defense, with this young quarterback, with this running game, with these two great receivers in Heinz Ward and Plexico Burris. I'm thinking it could happen. It happened a different way. It did happen the very next season. But I remember that prophecy, thinking about that prophecy at that time and hoping it would come true. And it did, because that's what reminded me when I was watching the magic of this rookie phenom, Ben Roethlisberger. Tony, did you have that feeling as well? 
Yeah, you could certainly feel it growing. Uh, the more Roethlisberger gained confidence early in the season, and when they knocked off the Patriots the way they did, when they totally dominated them the year before, or I'm sorry, the week before, uh, uh, you started to st believe in them again that they could they, they could be a Super Bowl contender with, with the, uh, the, the defense and the, and the young franchise quarterback. And, and as, you, as we're about to find out, uh, they would dominate the Eagles just way they, like they dominated the Patriots. Do you remember what you were eating at the time? Hot dogs were definitely on somebody's menu. I think it was on Plexigo Burris's menu. Mm -hmm. in the third period, Plexigo burst off the skinny post. He caught the ball. He sped down the sideline. He was going all the way, Tony. But he was hot-dogging it. One-handed made the ball pop out of bounds at the 22. And he lost a touchdown on that play. A few plays later, Jeff Reed missed a 33-yard field goal as the lead remained at 18. But the thing about that, Tony, is, man, he could have scored and just put that game away right there. Yeah, uh, Plexico, he was known for that early in his career, or at least, I, I guess, throughout his entire Steeler career, because uh, his rookie, rookie season in Jacksonville, he, he caught a pass, and as he was diving to the ground, and nobody touched him, and he thought he was still in college, and he got up and spiked the ball, and, and yep. the Jaguars uh, recovered. So, yeah, that, he was known for that sort of thing. But, yeah, if he would have uh, held on to that football, he was gone. Instead, he, he hot-dogged it 40 yards away and, and fumbled it out of bounds. You might notice that I mentioned the fact that uh, it was an 18-point lead, because before that, the Eagles did go down the field. They got a field goal in that game. So it was 21 to three at this point. It really, at that point, it could have been 28 to three. Then Skippy misses the field goal. And then you start to worry. Could, and this is a team that can come back. They've got a lot of firepower, but it was not to be for this team. On the next drive, Philadelphia was piercing into Steelers territory as T.O. was starting to heat up. But Aaron Smith, another one of those guys on defense that uh, he was a blue-collar guy. He forced a pass that was picked off by James Ferrier. Then the Steelers, with the ball back, fourth and three on the 36. They went for it. Using the hard count, Michael Lewis of Philadelphia jumped across the line, gave the Steelers the first down. Then Skippy Reed got some redemption. What did he do there? Nailed it. Nailed a 42-yard uh, field goal. So just like the week before with Tom Brady, you're afraid that they're going to come back on you. Yeah, it's starting to get a little uh, nervous at that point, but the Steelers' defensive game plan was just masterful. Uh, you mentioned James Ferrier. He, he had that pick, and he was a, a, a strong candidate for Defensive Player of the Year in 2004, and uh, he made his presence known in this game. And, and after the game, he said to Dick LeBeau, a hell of a game plan. So uh, it was really a, it was really a, 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 a just a fantastic effort by everybody involved, but particularly that defense for holding down uh, McNabb, Westbrook, and of course, T.O. On the next drive, Potsy Ferrier, like you said, he had an amazing game. He sacked McNabb. Eagles had a punt again. But then Ben trips and botches the handoff. The ball ended up in the hands of Michael Lewis, who Ben uh, got to jump a, a series earlier. So as the third quarter expires, the Eagles have a chance to put some points on the board. In the fourth quarter, the veteran Willie Williams came alive on back-to-back -back plays, Tony. Um, remember that great year he had in 1995 for the Steelers? Uh, he was gone with Seattle for a lot of years. He came back as a wily veteran. And on back-to-back -back plays, he was incredible for the Steelers. Uh, first with coverage on a long pass to Todd Pinkston. Then he sacked McNabb on the next play. 
the Steelers end up with the ball again, and then they just started draining tons of clock. And how did they do it? With Jerome Bettis, Tony. Yeah, he came into the game with uh, 52 carries on the year, and, but he was uh, filling in for Deuce Daly, and it, it would he would have a uh, go on to have a hundred yard effort. He was he was a workhorse once again. Uh, after having a, a bit of a tune-up in, in the garage, he came out to play again, and, and he was fantastic in this game. They also had the versatility of Antoine Randall-L on that drive as well, um, you know, making some spectacular plays. Reed converts another field goal with around eight minutes left to play in the game. Pittsburgh has a 24-point lead at this point. It's 27-3. Then Bill Cower shows a lot of class here. He declined to press his advantage when the Steelers had a chance to run up the score. So he brings in Willie Parker. He had his first career carry, and it contributed to the rushing total of how many rushing yards did they have in that game, Tony? Do you have that there? They had well over 200 yards. It was, it was incredible. 252 to be exact. Yeah. Eagles, in turn, only had 21. And this is how much the Steelers dominate in this game. Time of possession to the tune of 41-49 to 18-11. Final score was 27 to three. There was so much rejoicing at Heinz Field, except for in the visitors locker room where <sighs> dissension started with in this game with Donovan McNabb and T.O. And it was, it was absolutely amazing. And I'm at the game and I'm watching that happen on the sidelines. And of course, ESPN and all the networks where that's all they were talking about. And they were talking about that more than the Steelers dominating them. Steelers go on to win out and end the regular season 15-1, but we know what happened. They faded in the AFC Championship game. They missed out on a rematch with Philadelphia in Jacksonville in the Super Bowl. That was not to be. But this game goes down as a satisfying victory for me, Tony, against an undefeated opponent for the second straight week. And it gave a city and its rookie QB hope for the future of hoisting a Lombardi, Tony. What are your thoughts? It didn't happen for them that year, but they knew by the end of the year that they had their their missing piece to the puzzle and, and won Ben Roethlisberger. And not only that, but that was also the year that Troy Polamalu sort of came of age. So they had their missing link on offense and their missing link on defense, and those two would go on and uh, provide some uh, magical moments for the city of Pittsburgh in the years to come. So, Tony, it was great talking about this game. Your thoughts on this game? I thought it was a uh, – a masterful performance on both sides of the ball. They, they, uh, Bill Cowher was never shy about running the football. And, and, uh, 2004, they, 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 they had a, he had a young quarterback and he managed games and he also made some great plays, but, he, but, but they, they, they dominated on the ground. They finished number one in the NFL. And, uh, and this was, a, this game exemplified that. And it was a, a great return for the bus and a, a great job by, by the defense. And not only did, Pittsburgh win the Pennsylvania State Championship that year. They also won the dance-off thanks to future Mirror Bowl champion, Heinz Ward, <laughs> with his Fly Eagles Fly mocking rendition of that dance. So it, it, was, it was a special day all around on the football field at Heinz Field. So for Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. You just went back in time with us to Steelers yesteryear on the Steeler Retro Show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Check us back next week when we go back in time for another great game in Pittsburgh Steelers history. We'll see you all, my friends.